Listen to them speak. Listen to them talk. CNS podcast. When you sit, run or walk. Hello and welcome to the first episode of CNS Podcast. My name is Anders Ifors and I will be your host. And uh, before, rude enough, before I introduce my guests, I will briefly describe this concept. Uh, CNS Podcast is a podcast broadcasted by the Department of Clinical Neuroscience at Karolinska Institutet. And in each episode we will meet uh, one of our research groups. And with me today I have Hans Grönlund and Guro Gavelin. Welcome. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Uh, I know you've been on uh, national television and national radio, but how does it feel to to be part of the first CNS podcast? I'm very nervous. What about you, Guru? Well, I'm a bit nervous too and very honored, of course. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Well, hopefully it will go well. Um, Well, you are here to talk about uh, immunotherapy. Uh, Can you briefly describe your research area? Uh, yes, we are currently working with uh, both uh, diagnostics of dog, allergen diagnostics of dog and cat, and uh, uh, also diagnostics or, or allergy diagnostics of patients uh, in combination with uh, uh, allergy vaccination. Yes, uh, so I can just add that uh, what we are building our research around is knowledge about uh, uh, allergens from cat and dog and we can use this both for better diagnostics and for uh, trying to get some better treatment for the patients and that is the development of uh, allergy vaccination that we are working with. Uh, and what kind of uh, data do you use? Do you use uh, national databases, or or how do you collect your data and your and your knowledge? Well, both both Guru and I have been working in, uh, within this field for uh, almost twenty twenty five years, and uh, this is something that has developed uh, during this time. Both for my own part, I've been working also in industry, so data is is sort of something that you collect over years and the knowledge and the idea of uh, what you want to do to uh, bring out the patients uh, or bring to the patients so uh, what is what what our group is aiming at our group is a therapeutic immune design unit at the Karolinska Institute we are a, a group that works a lot to try to bring our research into the clinics into patients to un- to educate the society and uh, that is is the main goal of of uh, what we are doing. Yes, and uh, as uh, Hans uh, said, we are kind of a translational group, so we take uh, lab data, one can say, uh, to application. And so you asked what we base our research on, and it's a lot actually that we um, we uh, isolate and produce uh, single allergens. Uh, and then we test a lot of sera from patients and see what they react to, and then we learn uh, 
what what they react to and that we can use then. Uh, and of course we also uh, look in the literature what uh, people react to at in other populations than our Swedish uh, patients. So in, in order to do that properly uh, we need also a large network and that goes with it. So we, we have uh, good contacts with um, Asthma Allergiförbundet, Cancer and Allergifonden, Erling Persson Stiftelse. But also clinics all around, not only in, in, uh, at the Karolinska University Hospital, but also around in Sweden. But also an extensive network of colleagues all around the world. So this is an exchange uh, that is a global exchange of ideas and uh, reagents in order to sort of fulfill our wi vision of, of getting uh, things done for the patient. Uh, and why is this uh, research needed? What is the society use? Well, uh, it's a really a great uh, need for this uh, because, you, as you may know, allergy is one of the most common, or I would say it is the most common chronic illness, um, at least among uh, younger people. Uh, and uh, Allergy to pets is a very big problem in Sweden and also abroad, but it's especially big here in Sweden. Uh, and it's allergy to cat, dog, and also to some extent to horse. And about almost 15% of the population is uh, affected. Uh, and uh, it's a big problem because uh, these uh, patients, they are exposed to these allergens everywhere in the society. Because it's carried on uh, on the clothes of people who have dogs and cats, so it's not just direct exposure. But uh, I mean, you can be exposed in classrooms, on public transportation, and etc. Uh, so you can't ex escape it. Uh, and uh, it's also a problem because it's linked to risk of developing asthma. Uh, so that's why it's very important to treat these patients. And the problem is that there, there is, of course, a lot. You, you can treat symptomatically. You can take uh, uh, corticosteroids and you can uh, take antihistamines and, I mean, ordinary allergy uh, medicines, uh, medication. Uh, but uh, the um, curative treatment uh, is not effective as it is today. And then I'm talking about uh, what we call either allergen-specific immunotherapy or allergy vaccination, which is actually something that can cure the patient but isn't efficient for this kind of allergies. Yeah, so how do we go about this? Um, there one, one question that has been... Uh, frequently asked in society do you, uh, do you have a hypoallergenic cat or a dog um, this has been fraudulent I would say almost so there has been a number of companies started uh, and there is a, somewhere out there in society an idea of certain dogs being less uh, allergenic than other dogs so one, one of the starting points for our research is actually to bring clarity to to what is actually uh, the allergenic content of uh, various pets, and what we have, this is a, a, an ongoing work, and we hope that we will bring 
sort of clarity to how much allergen does a certain dog have, how much allergen does it have in the saliva or in urine and uh, on the pelt. And this varies quite a lot. So this is sort of one of the starting points to understand what, what are we actually exposed to from the dog. And from there on, we can also uh, do a component-resolved allergy diagnostic on the patient to see what the patient actually uh, reacts to. So among these uh, different components, the different allergens that is in the extract. So th that is the starting point actually to go about from, from the very, very ground basic work and, and then work onto uh, the diagnostics of patients and onto that, the treatment of patients. And this is sort of the basis uh, of, of what we do. Are there a difference in uh, purebred dogs or specific uh, races of dogs or, or are they all the same? Uh, no, that's the problem. Uh, and uh, what has been claimed is that there are uh, some kind of breeds that should be uh, safe for allergics and they uh, are uh, uh, sold for very high prices, uh, of course. Uh, but uh, there our research has shown that actually it's more difference between individual dogs within one breed than it is between uh, different breeds sometimes. Uh, so the, the thing is you have to test every single dog because it probably depends on on their fur, how much uh, they expose it or if they have a lot in their uh, saliva and so on. So, so it's uh, a lot of individual factors that matters more than what breed uh, they come from. Yeah. No, I mean basically th this is uh, this is what uh, what the problem is, um, and now we have decided that this is something that we will bring to clarity and uh, understand how the how the, the basic findings are, and from there on we uh, want to go on. the The ultimate goal for us is to make uh, a vaccination that can be be brought to the patient with three to four vaccinations and you're cured. But to, to be able to do that, we have to know what the patient's allergy profile looks like. So we have to understand what actually each patient is unique in its profiles, its allerg allergy profile towards the different components, the different allergens in the dog. So in order to be able to do the, the, uh, the treatment, we have to understand that part. And that is what we are actually doing since we have cloned, that is we have produced in an artificial way all the allergens uh, that we have, uh, that, we are, that, that is known today. And so what... what we have to also understand what are the mechanisms to bring it to the patient. This is also a step that we are, ha have to take to understand how it shall be produced, how it shall be pre presented to the immune system in order to achieve this um, uh, sort of vaccination without uh, side effects. So th this, is, uh, this is very much what the, what the focus is at, at the moment. And I can just add that maybe you wonder about 
cats, why are we talking only about dogs? Uh, and the reason is that actually for cats, there is one allergen, one protein that is very dominating. So almost all uh, cat allergic patients react to this protein. And that protein uh, we have worked with for a very long time. Uh, and we already have it at the lab. So, so that we can handle. But the dog is more difficult because there it's a lot of different factors that patients uh, or different components that patients react to. Uh, and horses, are they difficult or as well? Or are they as simple as cats? Uh, horses uh, or the, hor the content of allergen in horse is less well uh, evaluated. Uh, but we know that there are four components of which one is definitely the major one. And we want to add that to uh, the, the vaccination so that we can carry on with both dog, horse, and cat in one shot. The, um, what we ultimately would like to do is to vaccinate uh, children at this, uh, such, in such a way that they will never uh, become allergic. That is our ultimate goal. But before we, d before we do that, we have to, to take the various steps that is uh, required in order to go, so we have to go to patients, uh, adult patients first, and then we can step, uh, if we can show that that is safe, we will continue with uh, with uh, the idea of, of uh, uh, treating children. So, uh, the, the, I mean, this is not, a, uh, if you we want to be specific here, uh, this is not a cheap, uh, something that we do uh, with our research money without having funding for it uh, and this is the actually in my mind this is the most difficult part i know and we know in in our group how to do it it is a matter of bringing it to to the uh, patient and that is the steps that we need to go good manufacturing practice toxicology studies tox studies we need to to bring it to the uh, medical product agency, we need uh, ethical permissions, and so forth and so forth. So that is something that will cost uh, about uh, for 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 the clinical first clinical phase probably some somewhere between thirty and forty million Swedish crowns. And how do we how do we bring a, a in that kind of money? That is what we are sort of fighting with at the moment. So, so there is a vaccine today? Uh, there is one vaccine that we have as a candidate that we could go on and develop, yes. Uh, so, And of course that's what we are aiming for. But as Hans said, one of the biggest challenges is to uh, get the kind of money that you need for making a clinical trial with it, because that's how you have to start. I mean, we, we know that it works in mice, but I mean, <laughs> it's a big difference between uh, mice and men, of course. So we have to test it in, in, in patients. And we are confident that it should work, because I mean, we this is not a new concept. I mean, uh, allergy vaccination has been around for more than 100 years, but uh, what, uh, how it's practiced until today is that uh, one takes the whole 
pollen or the whole uh, uh, dander from from cats or dogs and uh, you make an extract of it so you have a, a big uh, um, um, you you, uh, you just have a mix of a lot of different allergens uh, and then you give it as a shot as an injection subcutaneous and you have to do that for up to uh, three to five years and a lot of injections 50 60 70 in total uh, and uh, the new thing that we want to do is that we use the same kind of allergens but as pure proteins uh, and uh, then we want to give it directly into the lymph node and that is also something that has been shown that it works with only three to four uh, injections instead of all these uh, 50 to 70 injections so I mean we know that the concept should work the new thing that we do is that we use pure proteins uh, and that we check what proteins do we need to treat dog allergic patients and cat allergic patients and hopefully horse allergic patients. And then we will combine it and, uh, in a uh, well-working uh, vaccine. Have there been any side effects on the mice or, or anything that says that it won't, won't work? <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, I mean, it works fine in the mice, <laughs> but that is not the proof that it will work in the patients. So I think, it, it, but I mean, the experience from patients from ordinary immunotherapy uh, tells us that it should work. Uh, <coughs> yes, we, but uh, we have already been part of a study uh, with allergy to cat with three injections, no side effects. Uh, a fantastic uh, result that, um, uh, that where the effect was uh, as long as the study test was tested about two to three years. Uh, so the effect was two to three years and probably mu uh, much, much longer. And that was also an intralymphatic vaccination. Um, so we are confident that uh, this approach should really give the results that we that we aim for. Uh, what reception have you got uh, gotten from the medical companies if from this? I mean, it sounds sounds very convincing when I hear this way. Yes, that is uh, that's an interesting uh, uh, question. Actually, we did try to convince some of the larger uh, medical companies in, uh, actually in the world uh, and uh, I had a discussion with a friend that worked quite high, high up in this company it's, it's a European company um, one of the three biggest in the world actually and he said well you know um, well we make about 100, 100 1 billion 100 billion uh, Swedish crowns translated in pure profit, so we are not really interested in curing the patient. And we tried actually a number of these uh, companies, but uh, there is there is not really a big interest in curing patients. They are more interested in keeping the patient symptom free, and that is uh, why this is, in my mind, particularly interesting and worth. Uh, supporting. Uh, have you talked to the Swedish healthcare? I mean, it should uh, save them a lot of money in in uh, uh, healthing costs. Uh, actually, we haven't uh, talked 
directly to any uh, uh, healthcare uh, ministry or something like that. Uh, what we have done is to discuss with, for example, people from Vinnova and, and this uh, um, uh, fund, uh, uh, state-owned uh, funds. Uh, but, uh, I mean, there is a lot of money that is needed. And, of course, it's a problem. How, how can we get this? The European Union... European Union has some funding for uh, clinical trials, but that's also very difficult to get, and uh, it's a lot of uh, competition to get this money, of course. So, so it's a big problem how to get this out to the patients, uh, and uh, how, uh, and also, I mean, if you go to a big company and and you have shown that your vaccine works. Uh, how can you guarantee that they will really develop it and bring it to the patients? That's all another uh, big problem. Yeah, and uh, in your estimation, when when will this vaccine be out on the market? If you look in the future, that is comp totally dependent on uh, when we can get funding for it. Uh, and we, uh, I talked about um, the cat vaccination that was extremely successful and it has been published this is now uh, like seven years ago um, the, the the thing is that when we get the money I would say that it takes three years to get uh, something about three years to get um, the the first the phase one to a clinical study done so uh, my best estimate is that this could be out on the market in seven years, something like that, if we get the funding, from, from the time we get the funding. And uh, if I, as a dog owner, want to, to help this study, what can I do then? Uh, well, uh, we can test your dog uh, and see what uh, allergens does it produce. Uh, and that is actually something that uh, we are doing now. We are offering this or actually together with a small company that we work together with. Uh, they can uh, test your uh, dog samples from the uh, fur and from the saliva of your dog. And we can see if it uh, excretes a lot of allergens and what kind of allergens. And then uh, the, the concept is that we could also take blood from you and see if you have these allergic antibodies to uh, your dog. Uh, what kind of profile do you have? Or maybe if you have a new girlfriend or something that uh, is allergic, we can check if she could <laughs> uh, match the dog or if it's, if it's not a good match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, is that something I need to come here to do or can I just uh, do it uh, at any... Uh, health station or, or what do I need to do? This particular um, component resolved allergy diagnostics is not really available uh, at the moment and this is something that I hope that we will be able to provide. We have got an EU grant uh, that supports this uh, and uh, we assume that it Maybe it may take a couple of years to one to two years before that is is out to be to be able to be able to sort of test you um, exactly how uh, how you will do that. We, I have to come back to because we have not uh, sort of 
figure that really out that that's something that is is we work on okay then we're already there have a great idea for next episode uh, or at least an episode in the future uh, to get back to you on that uh, we're starting to run out of time uh, how 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 was it to to be part of the first episode <laughs> well i will be excited to listen to my to my own voice i i think that <laughs> my sound will sound different when i listen to it uh as a podcast so that will be exciting just to see how how it how it will uh, how i will li- how it will be looked at and, uh, and how i will listen to it <laughs> okay yes. and then of course it will be exciting to uh, see if we were able to explain our research and i guess that's up to the listeners if they are <laughs> can understand anything i hope they will <laughs> yeah And for any type of feedback you have as a listener, uh, please contact us. And we have an email address that is cnspodcast at uh, cn- uh, podcast at cns.ki.se. And you can also reach us on our Twitter, uh, cns underline ki, and Facebook, Department of Clinical Neuroscience. Uh, yes, thank you. We will get back to you in a new episode within two weeks. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.